Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. Hello. We are a supernatural horror podcast where we tell each other stories that are allegedly true and often have a few drinks along the way. Today is no different. So cheers to all of you who are joining us tonight. Today's episode is special because we are recording it on location, the first time we've ever done this. Yes, it is so much fun so far. (laughs) So if the audio sounds different, it's because we aren't in our studio, so apologize if it sounds a little bit weird or if there's any problems, but uh, it's them's the breaks when we're doing something unique like this. Yeah. We are currently staying at the Hotel Andalus in downtown Albuquerque. This is the hotel we stayed at when we got married back in 2014, and today is actually our anniversary. But the reason we are recording on this day is because this hotel is allegedly haunted, and we figured, well... Two for one special right now. In, like, the best way possible. (laughs) So... What better time to record than being in a haunted hotel? We are going to talk about the history of the hotel, as well as some of its alleged hauntings. And after we do that, we are also going to tell you some of our firsthand stories from this hotel. Yes, we actually had creepy things happen to us. Not today yet. Maybe not, maybe still today. Not yet. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, yeah. what our plans are. But we did have a couple weird things happen to us in the past, and we'll get to that eventually. Every experience we've had definitely was together, so that was the interesting part. So I'm really excited about that. And tonight we are drinking wine. Oh yes, our fancy wine. First we had a Barolo, and then now we're having a Chianti. Chianti. Yeah, Yeah, I I love red wine, and wine makes me a bit catty. (laughs) It makes you sassy. Makes me sassy. (laughs) So we'll see how that works out for me tonight. I don't get drunk on wine very often, but I'm already feeling it. I know. We started early. This is bad. We just had room (laughs) service, which is something we never do because that's like that's like a luxury, and I hate spending money. So, but it's a special occasion. So we did room service, and I feel all fancy now. I know. I feel super fancy. So I'm I'm glad. So, I think to start, I should just tell a little bit of the history, right? And then you're going to talk about the hauntings? So, I think what we're going to do, yes, you're going to give us a little bit of a history, and then I'll have some more modern hauntings, and I think you have some pretty cool... I have some stories from the past, History past haunting stuff, so let's get... Yeah, let's get into that. All right, so here's a bit of history of the hotel. I think it's pretty fascinating. I hope you do, too. As of today, the Hotel Andalus is a gorgeous hotel located in the heart of downtown Albuquerque, and many consider it to be one of the best places to stay in the city. With a rooftop bar and regular concerts in its vintage-style lobby, many people have been to the hotel, even if they aren't staying the night. It's kind of a big place in our downtown scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, second-story bar, right? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, it's on the roof. It's kind of a tiered hotel, so, like, it has different rooftop sections. So Mm -hmm. it's on the roof, but it's not on, like, the top of the hotel. Right. But the history of the hotel's, you know, a bit rocky. It's not, it hasn't always been this fancy hotel that it is right now. It was originally built as part of the famous Hilton Hotels. So it was actually the first Hilton Hotel built outside of Texas. And this makes sense considering Conrad Hilton was born and raised in New Mexico. So he's like a New Mexican. Um, <laughs> sort you, of. You wouldn't. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know it considering his family is about as far from New Mexico as you can get now. But, um,. Built with a starting budget of $700,000, the hotel opened its doors on June 9th, 1939, as the Albuquerque Jesus. Hilton. 700000 in 1939. In 1930. How, what would that be I now? I totally should have converted it, and uh, I didn't, but we know it's a lot of money. It's millions. <laughs> oh, many, many millions. With 176 rooms spread across 10 stories, it was one of the tallest buildings in the state and one of the first high-rise buildings in Albuquerque. 
One of its claims to fame was it was the first building to have air conditioning in it in Albuquerque. <laughs> Dang. You know what? That sucks. Because, I mean, no, that's good. But it sucks to think about it because I've lived in New Mexico for quite some time now. Uh-huh. And holy hell, the summers are real. Yeah, so, I mean, it's real good hot. for the hotel, but then I just made me feel bad for everyone else. Everyone else anywhere beforehand. Wow, that would have been tough. Its location is pretty ideal, or at least it was at the time. It's walking distance from the train station, which is to town the way. Yeah. And considering the time frame in the late 30s, the railway was the mode of transport. Right. So, that would have um, been perfect. It was a perfect location, so it got a lot of people in. During its early years, it garnered reputation as a high-class hotel with high-profile guests. Conrad Hilton even spent his own honeymoon at the hotel with his wife, movie star Zsa Zsa Gabor. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. And even in the late seven, uh, not late seven, late fifties, the hotel hosted John F. Kennedy, who was a senator, not a president yet, sure. but still, still pretty high profile. I don't think he's haunting it because I, I don't think you haunt places you just visit briefly, but maybe you do. Only for a second. No, definitely not. I mean, I of doubt all the places JFK is supposed to haunt, I don't think it's this hotel. <laughs> right. One of the most endearing qualities of this hotel is that it actually looks like it belongs in New Mexico, which mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite looking hotels. So it totally looks like it fits in with all the other buildings, but it's got a little bit of panache, makes it look a little bit fancier if you ask me. It has the stucco design we see in all the local buildings. The lobby inside has a blend of historic Mexican charm with a slight Moroccan flair, which is mostly modern additions Mm -hmm. done to it. There are a number of small rooms and booths separated by curtains. I think they're called casbahs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It really feels like you're in a very different place when you're inside. It's a really amazing looking hotel. We should have pictures on our Instagram if you want to scroll through. We're definitely going to post some stuff. Yeah. Now, despite being initially successful, the hotel was sold in 1974 because Hilton built a more modern hotel closer to the highway interchange because rail travel by that point in the 70s was outdated. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to drive. So he built a new hotel right next to the highway offshoot. And this one, he's like, we don't need this anymore. The new owners renamed it the Hotel Plaza, and it was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> Why? The hotel, which was already showing its outdated nature, continued to fall into disrepair. It was getting more oh. and more outdated, and it was going to be very expensive to fix. Its reputation as a high-class hotel started to diminish. Mm. It was no longer the place you went because it was a really fancy place because everything was so old. It was an antiquated hotel by this point. Right. According to Cody Polston's book, Haunted Albuquerque... Many murders occurred in the hotel <gasps> over the years. And it seems like from I can't guarantee this, but from what I was reading, it seems like a lot of these murders and stuff was happening during the 70s and whatnot during this time where it was sold to another company when it was oh, the Hotel Plaza. Yeah. One particular horrible murder that oh occurred was I'm going to quote from the book directly. Quote, the most brutal involved a waiter at a restaurant located in the hotel. He was murdered on the seventh floor. When the hotel maid came to clean his room one morning, she found him lying in blood, face down on the bed. Investigating police found that he'd been stabbed more than 35 times all over his body. His spinal cord and throat cut and his head scalped. End quote. So that's directly from his book. Once again, it's Cody Polston's book, Haunted Albuquerque. It seems like a pretty awesome book with a lot of interviews and everything like that. I would like to point out, we are staying on the seventh floor. Yes. By request. (laughs) Allegedly, and we're going to get more into this later, the two most haunted floors are the fourth and seventh. And when we we got to the hotel, uh, we were checking and I requested, 
if you have something on the fourth or the seventh, I'd appreciate it. And the guy looked at us and he's like, why? Yeah. And then we said, you know, we heard they're the most interesting. He started laughing and it turns out he's a bit of a haunted hotel he's a tourist huge too. haunted nerd hotel goer. He's like, I've been to the one, he's been to the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he, he stayed, stayed on there. the Queen Mary. Yeah. He stayed on the Queen Mary. He went, uh, a lot of different places all over the country, he said, and I was like, wow. So he gets it. So he gets it. And that was, <laughs> that was kind of a cool, and he was telling us all these places we should try. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. But back to the, you know, horrible murder story. Um, he didn't have a date, but it, the way it was written, it seems like maybe that happened during the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was also during this time that the hotel cemented its reputation as being haunted. The book contained an interview with a man who used to play music for events and weddings during the 70s. He had set up his equipment in the ballroom earlier that day. When he got off the elevator, he heard music emanating from the ballroom. When he entered, he saw a woman dressed in country-style clothing singing a song and playing his guitar. Furious that someone was using his equipment, he approached the stage yelling at her. As he got close, he noticed that none of his electrical equipment was even plugged in. And when he turned to the stage, the woman was gone and the music had stopped. Was his guitar still there? Yeah, I don't know. He, he didn't okay. say specifically. He told his friend about the encounter. His friend was at the hotel that night, too. Okay. Who informed him that a famous female singer who looked like he described named Sandy Saunders performed years before, just a few years before, in 1972, okay. in that very ballroom. After a performance in Santa Fe, she was involved in a car accident while driving <gasps> to her home in Hatch, New Mexico, where all the chili comes from. Yeah. The crash caused her car to careen into the Rio Grande River, and it flung her body to the opposite side of the riverbank. Her head was decapitated in oh the accident, my God. and they've <gasps> never found her head. What the? <laughs> These are the worst stories mm-hmm. ever, but they're ever so crazy. Ever since, an apparition of her has been seen playing at numerous venues, including the Hotel Plaza Ballroom okay. that she played at, you know, recently before or close to before she died. Yeah. Another often repeated story from 1980, when it was still the Hotel Plaza, tells the story of a young girl who came into the lobby crying uncontrollably. When one of the hotel staff approached her and asked if she was okay, the girl turned and walked into the nearby ballroom. The employee followed closely behind, yet they found no one in the ballroom when they entered. So only... So she went in first, and he's like... Or the person's like, what is happening? Yeah, it just and went then, right after and no one was there. Ew. Yeah, so I'm, I, those are the only stories I'm going to talk about because I know you did all the research on the haunted stuff, but yeah. I got this while I was doing a little, I was just getting the history, and in some of the haunted stuff you can't separate from the history, but this seemed to be its very troubled period when it was the Hotel Plaza. But see, that makes a lot more sense to me because I was having a hard time finding, well, I was trying not to do the history part because you said you were going to do mm-hmm. more or less that uh, research. So I didn't really get into it. So I didn't try to find sources to fi- figure uh-huh. out why it's so haunted. So I was always like concerned. Or I'm like, Apparently these, a lot of murders. Yeah. Are these stories true? Like, why am I hearing all these different things? You know, so this makes a little more sense now. That's a little crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So it only functions the Hotel Plaza for a very short period of time, uh, like early 70s to early 80s. So only about a decade, mm-hmm. and then it closed down. It was once again resold to someone else and renovated, and then it was reopened in 1984 as La Posada de Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many of you are, you know, millennials or Xers, but from Albuquerque. But this is how I remembered this hotel as a kid. I always knew about the La Posada Hotel downtown, and whenever I was downtown, you'd see the giant sign saying the La Posada and everything. It was something very familiar to me. 
but I never stayed there. I don't even think I ever went into the hotel. It just existed, and we knew it was historic, and it was at this time that they actually filed for it to become a historic landmark. Oh, okay. So it is registered as a historic landmark and is part of the National Register of Historic Places. So this is a famous place. They can't just tear it down anymore. Nice. And this happened when it was initially renovated into the La Posada. Despite the renovations, though, it really looked terrible. I couldn't find many pictures of it, but any of you who grew up in the 80s and 90s know exactly what I'm talking about. The horrible pastel but still neon plus pastel color schemes. It just looked like a terrible soap opera in every single room. I have no idea. All of the wonderful vintage charm of the hotel was essentially covered up by awfulness. Yikes. Essentially, it was a very drab renovation, but it did function for quite a while. It, it functioned for about 20 years. Quite a while? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, that was when, since when you and me were born about until when we had already graduated college. It was the La okay. Posada. At this point, they were trying to get a better reputation for the place. It had been renovated, but it really wasn't a fancy hotel anymore. It was just a downtown hotel. Okay. People stayed sure. here, but it wasn't a big deal. But in 2005, the La Posada was bought by someone else and underwent a massive $30 million renovation. And this is when it was turned into the current hotel, Andalus, which uh, the Andalus the name is derived from Andalusia, the area in Spain, the mm-hmm. beautiful area. That's kind of just where it's derived from. One of the big things about the restoration is they tried to bring back and restore so many of the classic vintage elements, but they also did some of their own modifications. It feels like a modern hotel that is historic now. It's its current reputation is strong, and it is seen as a high-class hotel with a AAA four-diamond rating. The renovations didn't get rid of the hauntings, though. In fact, most <laughs> of the stuff you're going to hear about the hauntings actually occurred since it became the Hotel Andalus. But I'm going to leave that stuff up for Lily, and later we'll talk about some of our stories. I guess it's my turn, so <laughs> let's get into it. The first place I'm going to kind of go from the bottom floor up is how I organized it. No it other... actually makes sense in my head. I'm good yeah, with it. No other real reason. So here we go. The lobby, uh, people have spotted a nervous woman walking around the lobby. She is wearing a white dress, possibly a simple wedding dress from the 1940s or 50s. It's undetermined, but people assume white dress, wedding. I gotta say, it's refreshing to not have a ghost story where they can just say 1800s clothes. Like the entire <laughs> century, they all dress the same for some reason. Yes. You're actually able to pinpoint like a decade, which I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's easier to believe. That's a lot better than I've done, for sure, or able to get before. So she usually looks like she's out of place and behaves as if she doesn't know what to do with herself. Her body language shows that she's nervous and anxious often wringing her hands together Mm. and looking around as if she's trying to find someone. People speculate that she must have been a bride at the hotel, and shortly after getting married, her husband was drafted to World War II. He never came back, so on her wedding anniversary, she sometimes is seen looking around in the lobby, still waiting for him. Mm. Super depressing. Very depressing. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what lobby are you going to wander around in after I kick the bucket? I have no idea. Something nicer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it'll just be at a brewery. <laughs> That's where we spend all our time. Uh, just all the breweries. Watch <laughs> out if I die. <laughs> um, so the next place I'm going to talk about is the ballroom. In one of the ballrooms, usually late at night, guests and staff members have said that they hear people laughing, music playing, 
glass clinking, and just all the sounds that you would hear at a party. But as soon as you look in, it's completely empty and silent. For whatever reason, this actually happens a lot. No one knows what the event would have caused such ghosts. I think this is one of them residual hauntings versus absolutely act- people actually dying there. Well, it's just like repeat of time. And even the guy working um, the front desk who checked us into our room, he said, he said most of what you're going to experience here is things that you hear and things yeah. that you feel, not necessarily things that you see. Yes, that's what he's always. Uh, that's what he said, and that's more or less what I've read. Mm-hmm. Apparitions do occur, but a lot of times it's the other stuff. So let's go on to the second floor. There is a ghost of a little girl seen walking around. This ghost likes to touch women's jewelry, Mm. particularly if you have dangly earrings or a long necklace. Sometimes a ghost will follow you into your room. And if you place your jewelry down, like on the nightstand or on a desk or anything like that, it will become evident in the morning that someone has been touching it or even placed in a different part of the room. See, that would mess me up. If I, if I, you know, like woke up and my like, I'm, a cell phone's not jewelry, but I don't have oh, sure. jewelry. <laughs> so I'm just using that as an example. If like my cell phone was placed in a completely different place that I know I didn't do it, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> it's that little girl. <laughs> she just wanted to play some game. I don't know. She want to play some Plants vs. Zombies? Plants vs. Zombies. Some there you go. That's crush. Good candy Crush. I was like trying to think of the most generic game and I couldn't. Candy Crush. Oh, she likes jewelry. She, she's probably playing Bejeweled. Ooh, that one has some cool sound effects. Topical. Topical. <laughs> um, so that's basically the second floor. Not a whole lot going on. Now, room 409. This room has been considered to be the scariest to be in. Guests have frequently been frightened by a sudden loud painful scream of a woman coming from inside the room yes it is not nice um some have described it as screeching sounds or even just like agonizing moaning if guests are lucky enough then they will only feel random cold spots anxiety fear or general uneasiness how lucky how lucky uh (laughs) (laughs) there were cold days in my room i was mostly anxious i was pretty terrified i think i got out pretty nice yes pretty good night pretty good night uh the the thing is is that people who went in there and mediums this is the kind of story they got out of it not anything too specific but they get more of a story that these sounds are usually created Specifically, like, if they're screaming or some agonizing sounds, it's definitely someone who suffered a violent death. Aww. Or a tragic experience uh, while staying at the hotel, and that moment is, is stamped in time. It's horrible. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a good it's not a good room to stay in. Which, by the way, we did walk by. Cause we Took went, a picture of the outside. We went into the fourth floor, knowing very well that it was haunted, just to see if we saw anything. We had to. Yeah, we had to. So, since we took a picture, I'm sure that means some people listening are like, you should not have done that. And then other people are like, it doesn't matter, I want to see the picture. <laughs> Show me the picture. So, all types, I'm not sure. But Ooh. yeah, so there's a picture. We'll, uh, that one will definitely be on our Instagram. Yeah, this isn't like the haunted painting I, I did the other yeah, day. We you weren't can, even in the room. No, we never went inside, obviously. We can't. But yeah, you're you're fine at looking at the room from mm. the outside. Nothing will happen to you. Now, this ghost is sometimes seen on the fourth, but they've also said on the seventh floor. So here we go. It is of an older woman who's often seen in a pink old-fashioned dress. Her usual haunting time is at sundown. <laughs> it's her bedtime. <laughs> she old-fashioned. Yeah, she's like, I got to get this out of the way. I have to go to bed. <laughs> Guess we'll see her appear and then disappear. 
Uh, she seems to be have the ability to become a full apparition, but not for very long. In addition to seeing her, she often likes to stop the elevator on the fourth floor. The button light doesn't light up or anything. It will just stop on the fourth floor, open, and then close and proceed to go to your floor as if nothing happened. Which, by the way, I think it's time to talk about her story. All right, so we have one story about that, which is quite fun. So on one of the years where we were celebrating our anniversary, we were staying at the hotel, Mm -hmm. and it was a rather quiet night. I remember there weren't many people staying at the hotel. We didn't really see people in the lobby. It just felt like a quiet night. Yeah, it was super quiet. That's what I remember thinking the first time. Like, if anything's going to happen, it might be tonight. Absolutely. Well... I would like to point out at this point, I had then become aware that the hotel was haunted, but right. I had not looked into it at all. I I just heard it was haunted, but that's all I knew. Yeah, same. Anyway, we were taking the elevator up. I actually think we were staying on the seventh floor. Mm-hmm. This floor looks shockingly familiar to me. We were taking the elevator up, and all of a sudden, abruptly, it stopped on floor four. Yep. We didn't see the light go on or anything, and I was like, oh, well, someone must have hit the button, and the door's open, and there's nobody there. But we don't even see the light go on. Nope. It just, it just literally stopped. stops. Yeah. No dinging. And I Weird. remember, like, I was like, oh, well, maybe, because there's two elevators right next to each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, someone must have gotten the other one, and I, like, peeked out, and no, there was no evidence of anything. No one got on another elevator. You didn't see anyone in the hallways. And this is just a straight hallway. There wasn't anywhere someone could hide. You couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And there was nothing. And so I just got back in. I'm like, oh, that's totally weird. And I didn't think much of it after that. You kind of told me, I wonder why it stopped there. But after that, you know, we rode the elevator up to our room and we stayed the rest of the night, which was a normal stay. Nothing, nothing else normal, I mean, abnormal to say about right, this. Right. It didn't feel like I wasn't scared or have any kind of weird feelings because of it. It was just a strange experience. And then afterwards, uh-huh. we discovered not just because of this research, but I think we just looked it up and be like, is that floor haunted or well, well, we what's were, going on? We, it was like, I actually think it was like six months later, and we decided <laughs> yeah. we wanted to look into what kind of hauntings it was, because yep. we were thinking about the next time we were going to stay there, and that's when we read that the elevator will sometimes inexplicably stop on the fourth floor, the haunted floor, yeah. and lights don't go off, and this is normal, and that they've brought in uh, repair techs and all these things, elevator uh, Just trying to figure guys. out, hoping that it's not breaking down. Obviously, this is a concern if it's happening. And they've never found anything wrong. No, they're like, uh, why wouldn't the light go on? Why wouldn't it function normal when it stops at this floor? We have no idea because there's no indication that it's broken. So we experienced that. That was pretty fun. We could also say that maybe the hotel has it like rigged to do this, but... Possibly. To be honest, this hotel doesn't thrive on the notion that it's haunted. Like no. people say it, but they they say nothing on their website about it. Whereas usually when hotels are haunted and it's a big tourist draw, they right. talk about it. Oh, they don't put this on their website at all. Yeah, so I think this haunted. hotel has no interest in even flirting with the no. idea that it being haunted. So I don't think this is would and be a not gag. only that, I have some, you know, not spoilers, but some TripAdvisor reviews from from people and their experiences. But they even respond. So the Hotel Andalus responds to a lot of these people talking about their experience that has anything to be concerned with the hauntings. And they always say there is no history of hauntings. I mean, they they flat out deny it. 
and say, please review our hotel based on our service and our amenities. And they're like, please don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't give us a yes, little Yes, they score. have no interest in it. Yeah. Right. They really, really don't. So there's no reason for them to be rigging the hotel, the, the elevator to do that. But it was, it was one of those things that it was weird when it happened. But when we looked it up later, I was like, oh, man. That happened to us. That was pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, it was It was pretty fun. So, yes, that was at the fourth and seventh floor, that pink lady. And then just on the seventh floor is a spirit of a woman seen walking around in a fancy 1940s party dress. Mm. She looks like she's trying to find a room or casually walking down the hall. And people say that aside from her strange attire, you would have assumed she was just a guest. She's that real looking. Like, you can hear her steps. You can mm. hear her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it, she's just a person. But nope. Because sometimes when she passes by you or you kind of look back, she's gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, as long as it doesn't smell like rotten meat. She's not a demon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would take that as a good sign. A 1940s demon. Yeah, yes. didn't smell any rotten meat. I'm not scared of the lady. <laughs> So I remember when I was just trying to get the history, there was a mention that on the seventh floor, people on the outside of the hotel could occasionally see mm. a woman who was also in 1940s garb. And I was wondering if this was the same woman, oh. but she would look distraught and she'd be looking out the window. People have seen this, but that's so, people outside of the hotel seeing it. That's interesting. I didn't, I did hear about a woman outside a window, but it was just saying a woman in the window and I couldn't get a lot of information. I didn't get much either. That's why oh, I was, I was okay. wondering if it was the same one. Cause like, it was like two sentences in the middle of like, <laughs> like honest, like history of things being bought and reconstructed. And they're like, and then there's like a crazy dead woman in a window. I'm like, Oh sweet. But that's cool because she's in 1940s garb. I wonder if it, it has to be the same entity, I think. Or it could be two different ones. I don't know. I didn't get a lot of description on the person. But yeah, it could be the same person, the same ghost. There you go. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But with that said, I think I need a little break because my wine is gone and I'm sad. I'm all drinking carefully because I'm on the edge of the bed and it's got all these beautiful white hotel linens and... <laughs> We have a habit of spilling red wine on everything on nice mattresses. My mattress that we have now, when it was brand new, the day we got it, uh, we celebrated and we spilled <laughs> red wine on it. So we literally ruined it to make it irreturnable within the we hadn't even slept on it yet. We hadn't even slept on it yet. I barely remember this, but it's probably because of the wine. So whenever we change the sheets, I still see at the foot of the bed, <laughs> the red wine stain from college. I'm like, yep. And it was me. So, <laughs> so yeah, we need to take a break. I need some more red wine. And uh, take and then, the- yeah, when I get back, we're going to talk about people's personal experiences. And we have another story, personal story for you, too. So Woo-hoo! stay tuned. Be back in a sec. Okay, guys, we're back. And we have our wine. Our Fresh fancy drinks. Wi- yeah, our fancy wine. So, like I said, the next things we're going to talk about our personal experiences. Actually, before we get into that, I just want to point out <laughs> that I brought our wine glasses so uh-huh. that we'd have nice vessels that we didn't want to drink out of like the paper cups we get in hotels. Oh yeah. Well, this is a nice hotel, so they actually just provided glass glasses. Yeah, nice glasses. And we're actually drinking the wine out of those, not the wine glasses I brought because our hotel glasses are nicer than the <laughs> wine glasses we own. Well, we broke all our nice ones, so now all we're left with are these smaller ones. They're not bad. They're just not the fancy kind. We didn't break them because we, like, threw them in rage or anything like that. Like, (laughs) they would break while I was washing them. They would just crack because they were, like, paper thin. Yeah. Because they were supposed to look beautiful. Which, apparently, according to our friends, is a very common feature for fancy wines. Glasses. And I'm like, 
blah. I we don't like apparently that. need Fisher Price wine glasses that are meant to be handled <laughs> roughly. So, where's my Pyrex uh, <laughs> glass wines? <laughs> so, anyway, tell me about these. Uh, you said TripAdvisor or is it Zillow? Well, these are personal experiences. Some from reviews. Yes. I don't know why I said Zillow, because Zillow is in a hotel place. <laughs> I feel like it's Stephen out. The wine is getting to me. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, this one is from TripAdvisor. Actually, the ones that I'm going to talk about next are all from TripAdvisor. I'll tell you if they're from a different site later. Perfect. So, this one comes from Karenia, and she reviewed this in 2013. All right. She says, I stayed at the Hotel Andalus in January 2013 while on, on a business trip. My coworker and I had rooms on different floors. Both of us didn't have the best reviews, but the hotel was nice and charming. We found the lobby bar to be especially unique and with great character. However, one night I awoke to a very strange force or puff of wind in my face. <laughs> yeah. I woke up from this and was immediately unnerved. I slept with the lights on for the rest of the evening. The next day I mentioned this to my coworker, wondering if there were any stories of the hotel being haunted with this long history, etc. My coworker told me uh, she had a strange occurrence that same night. Her experience. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, I wonder what the moon was like that night. She's a terrible <laughs> reviewer. She should be telling us like it was a full moon. Was it a full moon? Was she on drugs? You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you just crazy? <laughs> Every time I take meth, I don't know why. It's like, I just want to say, I stay at this hotel on Tuesday. I should preface that I am a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked it. Yeah, but it was awesome. Puff of air. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, her friend. Her experience was vastly different than mine. She wasn't scared. She awoke to find some items next to her bed displaced and her wedding ring on the floor. Mm, was she on the second yes. floor? She doesn't mention. Oh, but I bet. I bet. She rearranged her items, being sure to put her wedding ring inside her reading glasses. Uh, I'm assuming she meant the case. Yeah. On the nightstand. In the morning, her rings were not where with her glasses where she had left them, but instead were sitting next to her glasses. While both of our experiences were, for the most part, harmless, I agree with her that apparently her ghost was a woman who was fond of her jewelry. Mm-hmm. Or a little girl. Or a little girl who likes to touch everything. I'm not sure what my experience was about. Uh, neither of us had any other paranormal activities during our last two nights there. So that was her. She gave it a four out of five. Maybe she was a little spooked. <laughs> Decent hotel. Things were good, but it was haunted. Four out of five. Yeah. Not anticipating the ghost, but okay. So next we have... So obviously this is TripAdvisor. They're not going to give us real names, mm-hmm. but this is Natty Cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and she reviewed Wait, it. Wait, that could be her real name. We all know at least two or three Natty Cakes. Who doesn't? Obviously. <laughs> Very popular. She reviewed this back in 2018. She says, first of all, there's no denying it. This hotel is beautiful. We were so excited to stay here and loved the building and all of its history. We were on the third floor in a corner room. While the room was fine, it felt off. I chugged it up to lots of travel and we were very excited to be there and I head off to dinner. The valet was super nice and we had a short walk around the hotel before heading up to our bed. We both fell asleep and slept soundly until I woke up and shot up in the bed pouring in sweat in the middle of February. Mm. Yeah, I was super anxious and felt like someone was in the room with us. 
Uh, There were what sounded like voices in the hallway. I woke my partner up and told him that it was way too hot and he said that that the heat wasn't even on and that I must have been having a bad dream. I told him something was wrong. Not a moment later, there was an incredible loud sound and white flashing lights. I yelled that it was a fire alarm and to call downstairs. The front desk attendant said it was probably someone smoking in their in their room and that was a false alarm. About two minutes later, we heard guests coming out of their rooms, heading down the fire escape and out in the cold. The firemen came, cleared the rooms, and we couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. The entire thing could have been one big coincidence, but we both couldn't get the whole scenario out of our head. So that one was interesting to me. I felt like I wanted to include that one because... It may have just been someone smoking. Well, it could have been, but at the same time, she woke up before even the alarm went off. That's true. Like, something really terrified her. It's also the first time we heard anything about the third floor. Yes. Nothing Mm. else other than this story, I think, has anything to do with it. But I don't know. I thought it was an experience. thought I'd include it. The next one comes from Amanda, and she reviewed it in 2019. She said, My husband and I stayed at Hotel Andalus this weekend. I knew the place was haunted on certain floors. They put us on the seventh floor. During the night, I, I saw an older lady next to my bed. Oh. Yeah. I could not sleep the whole night. Well, the more... <laughs> I mean, can you blame her? Oh, it's hell not, no. It, I would not be able to either. It's just like, so it took me like an extra hour to fall asleep because the old lady just stared at me, but I got there eventually. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a no. But she says, um, well, the morning I woke up and I had a handprint on my chest. It was definitely not from me because it would have been really hard, if not impossible, to turn my hand to make that mark. So, mm. yeah. Interesting, Weird position, interesting. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Definitely gave that one a one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't blame her. Although, again, it's nothing to do with the hotel amenities or a service and stuff like that. It's just a personal haunted, but you know? But could you give a high score if there was an old lady ghost sitting next to your bed? I'm going to be like, you know what? Most people, you might not want to stay here. To be fair, I probably would have been like, hotel score, which is, I think, TripAdvisor is asking. And then in my review, I'd be like, but overall experience based Terrible. on haunting. Yeah. Like, did not sleep. Do not recommend. Um, so, the next one is... Actually, this one came from an article I was reading called Fright Find. And uh, at the end of it, they had people commenting if they wanted to say anything. And mm-hmm. one actually stayed there. And that person was Sammy. They said, I stayed on the sixth floor in the corner. Heard low to high banging noise on a specific wall the other side of... That wall was a separate parking garage six feet away from each other. I was told there was no way I could have heard a noise from the garage, how far it was from the room. I then Googled the hotel and the website popped up. It turns out that there just wouldn't have been a reason why somebody would have been banging on the wall specifically. That's creepy. Sixth floor, you said? Yeah. Way above everything. How could... Exactly. So she thought that... She wasn't like quite thinking, are they... I don't know if it was a she or he... Wasn't quite thinking about the orientation of the room until she later Googled it. And she's like... Yeah, there's no way. There was no way. You're not... uh, Yeah. You're not up against a parking garage in any direction. No, no, not at all. It's mostly just free air everywhere. (laughs) It's just air. Um, That's that's creepy. That one really creeped me out. I'm like, okay, okay. However, Sammy gave it a five out of five. So that's nice. Would knock again. (laughs) 
the next story is actually from a website called hauntedplaces.org. Highly recommend it. If you want to look up at hotel rooms or if you're like, for example, you're staying in a city and you want to find a hotel that's haunted, mm-hmm. this place has all the haunted places in that city all over the United States. We need to use this more for uh, our New Mexico trips. Oh, yes, I agree. So this one is from Catherine. She reviewed this in 2014. She says, I went to a corporate meeting in the hotel about eight years ago. During a break, I went to the restroom. I heard the door open and assumed someone else came in. I exited the stall and was washing my hands. When I looked in the mirror, there was a lady dressed in 40s attire looking back at me. Damn. Mm-hmm. I said, nice clothes. Where did you get them? She replied, I don't remember. And then she said, is the hotel closed already? As I turned to look at her, I realized that it got really cold and then she was gone. I went back to the conference and never left the room unless other people went with me. (laughs) (laughs) I go to the hotel every Christmas and keep expecting to see her again. I always wonder uh, what she was asking for. So that's cool. Like, she's not... I mean, she was afraid. I think she was a little freaked out. Maybe she got over it. Yeah, she's like, okay, this is exciting. She came out and reached out to me. She just... She had a good time. She came back. I do like that the ghosts commented. Like, usually in most ghost stories, like, the ghosts aren't communicating. So she said, like, nice dress, and the ghost is like, thanks, or like... (laughs) You don't see that too often. Thanks, it has pockets. No, (laughs) It disappears with me. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm the full package. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a really cool, cool story. Like you said, interactive ghost. The next story comes from Grace. This was from 2015. She said, stayed last year on Super Bowl night. Room was on 10th floor. I felt a deep abandoned loneliness when I stepped out of the elevator. The guy that was helping us with our bags uh, wouldn't get out of the elevator in fact, he just pointed to the door because it was fairly close and said, that's your room over there. Oh, wow. What? A, so either he's really bad at his job or he is scared. Uh, who knows? Maybe something really weird happened to him. Yeah. Anyway, so she says that the floor felt like I was the only one staying on it. I did not sleep at all. I just felt heaviness and sadness. I could not explain it. Today, I saw the posting and said, no wonder. And I'm not a real believer kind of person either. I worked in the Whaley house in San Diego as a docent. But the Hotel Andalus, yes, there's something there that is unhappy, bereft, so alone. What floor did was that again? She said 10th floor. Okay, I don't think we've ever been that high. No. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever even gone up that high. You're right. I wonder if she describes herself as a sensitive person when it comes to like supernatural stuff or Well, not. I don't know. She said she worked at the Whaley house in San Diego. That's a yeah big, big haunted area as a docent. I mean, so she was there a lot. Mm. And she's like, no, the Andalus is haunted. Tenth floor, huh? Yep, yep. Well, I can guarantee we're not here alone on this floor tonight because our neighbor is banging some fierce. Or oh, there's yeah. a very angry ghost <laughs> thrashing shit. Hey, as long Thanks as they're in the other room, I'm fine. Yeah. So I'm sorry if you hear any banging or talking. Obviously, we're in a hotel room, so there's going to be different sounds that we're not used to. Yeah, I I don't know why you have to bang around a hotel room. Like, it makes sense if you're partying, but it just sounds like this guy is really bad at, like, at unpacking the bag. <laughs> yeah. Staying still. But anyway, on to the next story. We have George Casey here from 2015 as well. Now he says, I worked on the remodel of Andalus Hotel for two years. 
Mm. Yeah, so we got someone in the in, on the inside here. In my time on the site, there were many stories floating around the job. I myself experienced a few creepy encounters with the spirit in this place. One was when I was working on the sixth floor. I was installing the AC units in the corner of the rooms. They came, uh, they came wrapped in plastic, and I would strip the unit of the plastic and pile it in the middle of the room while I installed it. It was midwinter, the windows were closed, the air conditioning systems were off, and actually disconnected because we were running new ducts through the building. As I was installing the unit, I heard a rustle in the plastic. I looked Ugh. over, I know. <laughs> I was going to think like a mouse. That's what I'm thinking, but we'll see. I looked over at the pile of plastic and it moved, literally mm. slid across the floor to the corner. I left the room freaked out. So, mice or... I'm going to say mouse. <laughs> I've seen what mice can do. That's a mouse thing. That was like a mouse that got trapped and freaked the hell out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another time I was working in the bathroom and heard someone talking. I thought I was the only one on the floor and due to the bums from Central coming in and out <laughs> um, of the hotel all the time, I went to see who was around. I walked out into the hallway and a man in plain clothes walked from the left side, looking down the hallway towards the elevators, by the stairs, across the elevators into a room where it dead ends. I hollered, hey, you're not supposed to be up here. I walked down the hall into the room, and there was nobody there. And when we installed the big air handler on the west side of the roof, we had to do it around 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. We had to install it so early because we had to block the street from the crane. Me and a coworker went to the basement in the mechanical room to grab some ladders, and both he and I had a very eerie feeling something was watching us. We grabbed our ladders and bolted out of there as fast as we could. <laughs> What's well, a basement? I always feel Basement's like... Basement's always creepy. But I don't know. He works on buildings, old buildings, new buildings all the time. I feel like he's probably more used to it. He, it had to be notable for him to say something. That's totally fair to say. Um, but at the same time, they didn't see anything. They just felt like they were being watched. It's just It could just be a creepy basement. Could be. Could be. So, this, he says, this building is definitely haunted day or night. Everyone that worked that remodel has a story to tell. Believe what you want, but I know what I saw and I know the feelings that I had while working there. If you stay there looking for an experience, you might just have one. Hmm. Which I'm waiting for. <laughs> we had a couple and we got another one waiting. We do have another story. Are you going to tell that at the end? Yeah, I was thinking it would be a good way okay. to we'll finish. cap off the... The fun. Perfect. Okay, I only have a couple of stories left. Don't worry. This one comes from Linda, 2015. Linda with a Y? Linda with an A. Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> so her name is Landa? <laughs> Landa. With an A. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, at the Everyone always asks, like, at the end of a... So I just <laughs> totally spaced it. What's up, Landa? <laughs> Yes, the weirdest way to say Linda. Okay, so she says, back in 2015, I stayed at the hotel about 9 or 10 years ago. I was on a business trip, so I traveled by myself. When traveling alone, I often spend time at the bar for company and talk to the bartenders. But I had gotten a really chilly vibe from the hotel. So I asked the bartender jokingly, is this place haunted? He dismissed me in a hurry. Because of his reaction, I decided to continue probing him. Up. <laughs> Interesting choice of words. 
Just because of the alien situation yeah. that we have a lot. Each drink down, the probing got more real. <laughs> the probing continued. Uh, so she continued probing him about the hotel. Around midnight and way past my bedtime, he offered me a whiskey on the house and told me a story about a cleaning lady who was working on the spa loca- located at the top level. Well, there's a spa on the top floor? I don't know. This Well, this was like nine or ten years ago from 2015. I wonder if things have... I mean, it would have changed from then. Well, no, because the renovations were in 2005 to 2011. So this is all post-renovation. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think right now there isn't, but maybe back back then. So she says, um, something, oh yeah, the spa, Uh, that while she was cleaning that area, she fell down in the elevator and died. What? Whoa. Like, not the elevator crash. She, like, just collapsed in the elevator. Yeah, because like, she I, fell through the chute, I think. Like, the... What? Right. She fell down the shaft? The shaft. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> you look so upset. Okay, you can't see my face, but the hotel is, you know, updated and modern and awesome. But when you ride these elevators, they're they old. are... They're old. They're creaky and screechy, and oh, yeah. they don't feel great. so the stairs it is um i need to lose weight anyway (laughs) we need our steps in so that's a really good way to get them out of fear uh so yeah so she fell and uh obviously she died he said that he often saw shapes floating around in the main lobby shapes yeah so i'm guessing like kind of like <laughs> you know how apparitions <laughs> so you used to you've always made fun of me because one time we were on this huge long <laughs> drive home from wisconsin and i got i had been driving so long i started feeling a little bit tired yeah super tired and then all of a sudden i saw like a trapezoid in the sky and i was like <laughs> i'm pulling over i was like i'm seeing random shapes we have okay. to sleep when he says shapes, I'm guessing he means they're not very consistently a trapezoid or <laughs> or some sort of like You calling me triangle. a nerd with my nerd visions? Yeah. Uh, I think he was kind of referring to something that wasn't like a necessarily shape or something. Yeah, not necessarily a human, not necessarily anything, kind of like a blob. Um so he saw shapes floating around in the main lobby, the open area by the reception entrance, specifically. So she says, that obviously didn't put me at ease. I said goodnight and walked away. In the elevator where there were mirrors all around, uh, they were very old school and perhaps now with the renovations, they no longer exist, but you could see, oh, you can see to the eternity, one mirror facing each other. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, exactly. That kind of infinity mirror thing. Right. Uh, Me being a little tipsy, started waving my hands to to see them through the eternity. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's when I saw little hands appear in the mirror, waving Ooh. and doing the same thing. I was in a panic. I quickly looked down at my shoes and stared at my toes until I until I heard the ding and got out of the elevator. She did not want to look in the mirror anymore. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of mirrors in this hotel. There actually are. I'm not gonna lie. There really I hate is. Mirrors. I think it's because it's not as uh, open space kind of thing. Um, a lot Maybe, of places. Yeah. It's an older building. It's just not going to have the same open concept. But I think there's like four mirrors in our room. Yeah. And they're all down the hallway. Yeah, it's just not for me. But anyway. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so lots of opportunities to see little hands then. <laughs> <laughs> just look for them. Just look for them. Uh, so she says, 
Once I was in the room, I relaxed, turned on the TV, and heard a banging noise of the water pipes as if someone was banging on them with a metal spoon. I thought that was an awkward sound until the water of my sink started to run on its own in the bathroom. Mm. Yeah, I went in there to turn it off, but no matter which way I turned the handles, it wouldn't stop. It was not until I screamed, stop, that it did. Obviously not feeling at ease, I started listening to music. I knew the songs on my iPad or my iPod quite well, so when I heard kids screaming and running around, I thought, that is not a part of the song. (laughs) (laughs) I took off my headphones to hear what was happening, and sure enough, I heard children running down the hallway and then silence. I got up to look through the door, what was happening, when I heard the knobs turning from the beginning of the hallway all the way to my doorknob. These were round-shaped and old-school at the time. When I stayed, you still needed a key to your room, like an actual key. I saw my doorknob move as if someone was trying to get in. That's when I decided to go to bed as soon as possible so I didn't (laughs) encounter anything else. Cover (laughs) your head with your blanket. Yeah, just like, as long as I'm unconscious, maybe I don't hear (laughs) or see anything. Okay, sure, sure, sure. When I laid down on my bed, I was reassured by the man next door who seemed to be sound asleep because he was a loud snorer. Being alone in a place I didn't know at age 25, it was reassuring to know that someone else was there. And that if I ended up screaming, then hopefully this man would hear me and try to save me. (laughs) So, remind me when she said she stayed here? So, she wrote this in 2015, that it was 9 to 10 years ago. Okay. And then she said, I'd lay there trying to sleep. It was by then about 3 or 4 a.m., And that's when I heard a vacuum cleaner turn on in his room. (laughs) In lieu of his sleep. So she could hear him in there still snoring and then hear like what a vacuum would turn on in there as well. She was like, oh, hell no. So, yeah, she was very upset about that. (laughs) Well, maybe it was like whoever was snoring, their spouse turned on an air dryer or something like a hair dryer. Could have been. Could have. You're right. Actually, you're very right. I, there's a lot of times like you would get ready in the morning and turn on your hairdryer while I would still sleep and I kind of wake up then go right back to bed and keep snoring I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility no you're you're right so she ends the story with saying she freaked out so much that she grabbed her purse and ran for her life she says I ended up staying outside the hotel in downtown Albuquerque in the middle of the night waiting for the sun to come up once it came up I went back up picked up my belongings and left and never came back that night was the most frightening night if anyone is looking for a haunted thrill, this hotel would be for you. By the way, downtown Albuquerque, you would choose the streets of Central versus a hotel. That's that's intense. In the middle of the night, that's yeah, rough. That is super rough. Well, she survived. <laughs> Either which way you look at it. She sounds like she might have overreacted. I don't know. I mean, I think she already there, had a lot of other things happen. And I think that was just like the last straw. No, she she's upset because she heard a vacuum go off in the room next to her. There was a girl who literally saw a ghost of a woman next to her bed, <laughs> and she still was able to go to sleep. That's so true. So I'm just saying, this woman, she heard a vacuum, and she's like, I was so she's scared. Like, that vacuum was terrible. I'm going to go stay on Central tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think her reaction's a little extreme. I don't know. I would have been scared. Not not run on Central scared, <laughs> but, but scared. <laughs> so the next one, it's my last story. It's by Matthew Hunt from 2017. I was a security guard during the remodel around the summer of 2009. I had experienced several surreal situations. 
I thought it would be the homeless, but rather I could identify these events with humans. The first alarm... Wait, wait. (laughs) You said he couldn't identify them with humans? Oh, sorry, sorry. How did I say this? You said because he could. I was like, that means he thinks homeless people aren't humans. I'm like, this guy sucks. (laughs) No, no, no. He says, but rarely could I identify these events with a human. Okay, cool. So he wasn't thinking this was human. Like... A, a real as person. long as he's not implying that homeless people are subhuman, because that's I not just, cool. No, don't worry. I just don't know how to read. <laughs> it's not him. It's me. <laughs> so, yeah, he says, the fire alarm going off and having to call the engineer. So, this is interesting. This is from two different sites, two different stories from two different people. The first one was how the fire alarm just went off. Yeah, exactly. And she woke up beforehand, and now he's saying that this was a common thing that kept occurring. He says the 10th room of every floor having their lights on. So it didn't matter if it was first, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's the 10th. Interesting. That is weird. Because uh, they shouldn't be wired together. It should. You're right. Exactly. Uh, there's not a switch that goes on. <laughs> so that would be really awful. Uh, the cable went out on a day of opening around the whole hotel. Could have been a glitch. Could have yeah. been a, something, you know, but still. That's not spooky to me. Yeah. And there was one instance on the opening where a lady said she was brushed by a presence in her room. She felt like it struck her on her face and then did not want to want to let go for a while. She did not stay there. <laughs> it just grabbed her face. She's like, I'm yeah, out. like struck her, like hit her and then like held on to her face. Now, that's violent. That's if too that much. happens because this is the only time I've heard of anything violent happening here. But yeah, if that happens, good on her for leaving. I totally get it. Yeah. And I in no way am trying to be disrespectful to her if this happened to her. So if it did, please, I I respect that. But tell me, like, if you went to a hotel and it was, like, opening night and you got a room, but then, like, something came up, something bad came up and you had to get out of it. And you're like, how do I get out of a hotel room and get my money back? (laughs) Oh, I guess. A violent ghost story might be the best way to get your money back because they might be like, this opening night. We don't want someone running around talking about ghosts. We need to get her the hell out of here. Let's give her a refund. Like. Or else she's going to get crazy. And yeah, then... so maybe she was just trying to get out of the night because she had maybe she had a hot date or something else to do. She's like, oh, I have better plans. Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I don't always trust people. But when I heard that one, because it doesn't possible. match any of the other stories. Well, the only other one that kind of matches is the girl that had, like, the handprint on her chest. True. But it, she didn't say it was painful, although I would imagine it was if it was maybe a bruise. But I don't know. Well, maybe the ghost just did an outline of his hand like he was making a little turkey <laughs> <laughs> you know those little turkey drawings I, do know I mean that makes so much more sense <laughs> it's Chase, totally thank what you. a ghost would do <laughs> thank you for your theories the ghost hand turkey oh god you know this is the kind of things you would do if you haunted people <laughs> <laughs> it really is what I would do I was do. like I don't want you haunting me it's gonna really make me feel crazy okay look at this couple staying in this room <laughs> hand turkey time <laughs> All right, so if those are your stories, I think it's important because you have part of this story, too. Yes. We both had an experience, but not the same time, right? but the same night. So our story is from the first night that we stayed here, and it was our wedding night. We had seen the hotel. We'd walked in into it before we knew it was beautiful. We knew we wanted to stay here. It was on the same block as our rooftop venue yeah. for our reception. It was great. And if I remember correctly, when we first stayed here, neither of us knew it was haunted. No. We knew I, nothing about it. I that. definitely didn't. No, not at all. So we had no reason to think any of it. And I, at this point, I still hadn't been converted into the horror junkie that you made me. <laughs> 
you hadn't ruined me yet. I was waiting to get married. I'm like, he has no choice. I mean, you were working on it. We watch horror movies and stuff, but you yeah. hadn't turned me into this <laughs> podcasting horror deviant yet. Sure. So after we went to bed, which would have been sometime around 3 a.m., because mm-hmm. I remember uh, we had people over in the hotel room. There was a party in our room for a while, so it was, it was very late. Oh, yeah, we had, like, the after-party party. Exactly. Yeah. So it was sometime after 3 a.m., I woke up in bed, and you were sound asleep next to me. Now, I'm used to waking up multiple times in the night. That's just how I am. I'm a bit of a tosser-turner. But I usually just turn around and fall back asleep. But this time, it felt weird. It felt different. It felt like someone was watching me. (laughs) I sat up in the bed and could see you sleeping right next to me. I looked towards the rest of the room. A short distance away from me was the opening to a small hallway that connected to our door entrance at the hotel corridor. The room was dark, but my eyes had already adjusted to it. I could see most of the room, at least as much as you can see a room at night. Yeah. But the hallway entrance was still considerably darker, pitch black even. I couldn't see any details, nothing. It was just a giant, imposing, ominous shadow. And for some reason, I just couldn't stop staring at the shadow. I wasn't scared, you know, I wasn't nervous. I just remember staring at it like I couldn't stop. Like I was supposed to be able to see something, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. It was like someone was there and it was watching us. So I was staring at it for what felt like an eternity. But then the next thing I realized, I was waking up in the morning. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what happened, but it felt like only a few seconds between when I was last staring at the shadow and when I opened my eyes in the morning. Now, my initial reaction was that I was probably just a weird dream. And that's when I decided to tell you about it. Yep. <laughs> and this is where your part comes in. So as you're telling me the story, I let you finish. I'm like, okay, I listened to a story, and now I have to tell them the exact same thing happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> How do I break this to you? Right. <laughs> so again, like, it was in the middle of the night. I wake up kind of like, and I wake up like suddenly, like I actually sit up. As if I felt like something was going on. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And I can see through the curtains, the city lights are coming in because we're in the middle of downtown. Everything's so bright. Lots of lights coming in. And it illuminated the whole room. And I remember looking around like, oh, yeah, I'm in a hotel. This is kind of the realization when you're somewhere new and different. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, oh, it's fine. I'm in a hotel room. I remember what's happening. Okay. So I kind of lay back down and I look over again, that tiny little hallway when it leads out to the main part and I can't stop looking at it because to me it looked impossibly dark. Yeah, yeah, it was the entire scary. fucking room was illuminated with the city lights except that area. And you could argue that oh, well it's a hallway you can't see. No, it's like literally like if there was some sort of veil because there was light bouncing off the walls mm. on the other side, mm-hmm. but there was no light going through that hallway. I was like, that ain't right. So I remember looking at it and being a little freaked out, but I actually consciously remember myself trying to go back to bed. I was like, ah, screw it. So I just went to bed. This is going to sound bad because we had been drinking that night. I was like, if it kills me, it kills me. And then I went to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, I can't right now. I'm I'm starting to feel a headache. (laughs) I'm too tired. I'm too drunk. I'm too tired. I'm too drunk. Get over with it or get the hell out. (laughs) And that's what happened. And so like, yeah, when you told me the story, I was like, hey. Me too. <laughs> so that just made it a lot creepier to me. I agree. Um, but it didn't stop us from coming back here. No, not at all. Kind of made me intrigued a little bit, not going <laughs> to lie. So we're here. Do you want to tell them we're going to be doing in a little bit? 
So we're going to try to do two things that may or may not work. And so if something happens, we may either record something additional for this episode or we may talk about it on the next episode or if nothing happens, we won't. But we're going to try to do some some silent recording to see if we can pick up any weird stuff. Yeah, was, so you bought your GoPro and we're going to leave that on all night to see if we see anything. So so my GoPro, I'm going to set to time lapse where it takes a picture every certain number of seconds. Oh, the time lapse. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so I'm just going to have it aimed at our room and I'm going to have it take pictures until its battery dies. Okay. Um, and see if we see anything. But I'm also going to record with my microphone to see if we can hear anything. But I did... Me and Lily did discuss that that might be a very even if we hear something on it might not be good because it is a hotel with people in it and you can hear we might just around. be picking yeah. up there and stuff but I guess we're kind of looking for but weird stuff. I think if we do a little bit of like an EVP thing, mm-hmm. like if we ask specific questions and we get specific answers and we know it's not, or and you know it sounds more clear, it's not going to be someone from the other room. <laughs> you can't see my face; my eyes widen because I hadn't gotten, <laughs> I hadn't realized we were going to make it that. Uh, discussion but Lily's like I'm totally doing it. so what's gonna happen is Lily's gonna ask questions and I'm gonna hope to god nothing happens oh yeah I forgot to mention we're doing an EVP <laughs> session later <laughs> so we don't know if anything's gonna happen and we'll let you know either way actually but yeah, yeah. I so. guess we'll let you we'll update you by the next episode for sure but I think that brings today's special on location episode to a close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First haunted location that we've recorded at. And, and this is pretty exciting. Definitely not the last. The format for today's episode was a little different. So please let us know what your thoughts are on our social media. We'd love yeah. to see if this is right up your alley or not. Also, if you have any other stories, please let us know. You can contact us at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or any of our social media accounts. As always, we post episodes every Saturday, and you can find us on all standard podcasting platforms. Thank you for joining us today, and we we know we're going to keep drinking, <laughs> and we hope you do too, or at least whenever you can responsibly have a drink. And if you're not drinking because you partied too hard last night, don't worry, because the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. See ya. See ya.